Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. I love living in Texas, but the problem with living in Texas is um, you can't, it's like 105 degrees out. It's like so hot in the summertime. And I love fire pits. Like if you don't have a fire pit in your house, and I think we've talked about this, get a fire pit. Yeah. Great conversation happens around a fire pit. So anyways, um, we had one of those like Ikea bookshelves or something like that. We've been doing some rearranging in the house and the kids, boys were driving me crazy. So I told them to take this bookshelf and go in the backyard and destroy it. And so I walk out there and they got an ax, they got a hammer and they're just, you know, going all like so much fun. Lord of the flies on this thing. And it's fantastic. (laughs) They're in their underwear. (laughs) They have a conch shell and they're handing it around for people to speak. (laughs) Drinking from the hose. It was fantastic. It's the best. And uh, so anyways, then after this carnage is laid out all over the backyard, I was like, hey, boys, why don't you take and put in the fire pit and we'll burn it later. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's particle board. Yeah. I'm sure there's more chemicals in it than wood. You <laughs> Yo, know, absolutely. So, so don't you dare breathe that in. <laughs> right. That, all that, all that blue smoke is bad for you. <laughs> what happens when the smoke and the fire is green? <laughs> it means it's really not good for you. So, anyways, so um, it's a hundred degrees out, and uh, you know, Jake comes up to me and goes, "Hey, Dad, can can I have a fire in the fire pit tonight?" I was like, "Dude, it's a hundred degrees out." He goes, "I know. I just like fire." I was like, "Okay." Mental note. My son's a pyro. <laughs> now we know. Anyways, so uh, I was like, yeah, sure, you know, try and b- build a fire. So he got out there and, and he tried for like a half hour, 45 minutes using paper um, and uh, to try and start this fire. And, yeah. and by this point, I was bored. So I went inside because I'm like, what, what possibly could go wrong with this? <laughs> he can't even start the fire, right? <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. So I'm inside. I'm talking to my wife and everything else. And I look out through the back window and I see my son walking through the backyard with a gas can. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's really, no, no. So I go running outside in slow motion, like, don't do that, you know? And, and so I pull him aside. I was like, dude, what are you thinking? He goes, well, when it starts. So I know gas burns. So I was going to use gas. I was like, simple math, right, dad. Right. And, and you know, he's like, we're out of lighter fluid. So why not use the real stuff? And I'm like, oh, oh, son, put down the gas can. Yeah. Let's go inside and watch some YouTube videos real quick. Let's talk about this. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the, the scene of the guys with this big pit, you know, and they take three or four cans. They don't use diesel. They use real gas. And they forget it's the fumes. That's really explosive. Yeah. And so the guy's like three feet away from the fire pit, going to light one match and throw it on. And the fumes are just all around him. And he lights that match and the whole thing goes. It just blew up. Right. He's now missing eyebrows. Half his clothes are singed and he's smoking, standing there with this fire pit, you know. <laughs> and my son's like, oh, oh, that's why. That's why. And I'm like, yeah, you're getting some wisdom here. You that's know, that's how it is. You know, there was this. Uh, it's funny when I go to, uh, you know, you f- when we're flying and going to different places and you use the bathroom on, on the airplane. And I always crack. I up. don't I don't use the bathroom. I have PPP. Public pooping phobia. Oh, dude. I, I never use the bathroom. I can in, go anywhere. In public. I, n- nope. Nope. I will, I will go days just to make it home to wow. do my business. It's, it's not healthy. It's not right. I, I, I acknowledge it. Anyways, so wow. I have PPP. Anyone else out there with PPP? Leave a comment below. You down with PPP? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So, uh, so I remember, so you go into the bathroom, you know, and it's the size of your, well, it's smaller than your closet, 
and you're like, you know, I always feel like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy when you're like, <laughs> you know. But I, I, as I was washing my hands one time, because you're gonna do one at a time. Good for you washing your which hands. Which are weird. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and and you look at the, the water and it says, "Do not drink." And I'm like, "Who is that thirsty?" <laughs> That you can't like press the button and be like, can I have some water? That you're like, you know, my better option is drinking the toilet water. And I'm like, what is wrong? You know what that means? Somebody drank the water. And got sick. Yeah, you And sued the company. Like, you don't get to vote anymore if you drink the water in the airplane, okay? I'm just going to let you know. Like, or, or, or I love it. You get those packets in your clothes or, and it says, do not eat. Yes. Like, yeah. how hungry are you? That someone's like, hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, like, it's a silicone. But, hmm, silicone sounds like it's tasty. Like, or, or the one where, where you're driving around, you know, and you see the signs. And again, it just shows we as humans, as smart as we are, we can put a man on the moon. We are dumb creatures. <laughs> like, like the sign, like, like slow kids playing. And I never read it right. I'm always like slow kids playing instead of slow. So it's like kids playing. I'm like, always like. Hey, they're all walking slow. Yeah, right. The other one that I saw the other day was, um, you know, it's a little bit run down, older neighborhood. And, and they're at the end of a sidewalk that goes into a field. It goes sidewalk ending. I'm like, like, how can they not see that? How can they not see that? You know, pretty obvious. Absolutely. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, so, yeah, it's, I, I think it's funny the amount of signs. And there's so many more that I keep thinking about, about signage and things like that, that they were created or like all those. In, is this is this the word indemn? No, it's not indemnified. All those like. <laughs> All those appendixes on like contracts oh, yes. where it's like, oh, by the way, yes. don't do this. And you're like, it's all fine print. You're like, each of these is because at least one person did this. Dude, I had a friend of mine who's a cop in uh, Austin Police Department, right? Yeah. And uh, he always had a saying, he goes, every policy manual, for every single policy, there's a name and a story attached with it, just not written there. And so he, he'd always share the story about how um, he was downtown working 6th Street in Austin. If you know, it's like where all the college guys and girls the go. Music to just scene, get, yeah. Yeah, it's the music scene, but really it's just college kids getting blitzed right mm. and he goes he goes you you walk around there at two o'clock in the morning and the most pretty girl is sitting on the curb eating pizza that she grabbed from the gutter because and she goes that's why he doesn't drink and i'm like i totally get it. so anyways there was like some weird um like foot chase right and yeah. he, he was doing parking patrol so he had the sweet little parking go-kart thing yes, you know yes and he decided to engage in the pursuit in the go-kart and now there's a policy you cannot engage in, in foot pursuits <laughs> while using the parking cart. Did he run over the guy? No, I, he ruined it. Like he was taking a turn too sharp and it fell over and, <laughs> and you know, but every, cause we're dumb people, well, man. Here comes a policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rich foot. Oh, I can't say his last name. The rich policy. Correct. The, the rich policy. But I think it's funny because we need all these rules and signs and things and, and it, and it just it makes me think of what we're talking about today with with wisdom, right? Of just this, we need filters. We need <laughs> we need filters to walk this through. You say filters, I hear help. We need a lot of help. Well, I remember one time I was my buddy uh, is from California, and he is dude is so like California dude, bro. What's like, up, for bro? serious, man. And he was nothing against those folks in California. Oh, just so love. you know, I love California. I love the people in California. If I could live there, and the politics weren't so messed up. I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> not to get into that today, because we're not Fox <laughs> News or CNN or anything like that. Uh, MSNBC or M whatever it is. But like, 
so so he was staying over. You know, he he came to college, and I was in I was in New York, and he was staying over one week, and he's like, "Dude, bro, I'll make coffee for you, man." And I'm like, "Thanks, man, no problem." Thinking you knew how to make coffee. Yeah. There weren't. Any how hard is it to make coffee? Like, not not that hard. Like if you're a coffee drinker, that's like the first thing you learn is yeah how to make coffee because I can spend five dollars getting a cup of coffee, or I can spend four dollars buying a bag of coffee grinds that will give me pots of coffee for days for days and days anyways so so, so, so i grab a I, I grab my coffee like this and i and I, I take a sip and i'm like <laughs> and like my in my face was like <sighs> for those for those uh listening to the podcast and, and not being able to see bill right now um, his face was contorted and his tongue was currently uh, protruding from his mouth as if he was trying to hold back the gag reflex. Yeah, or you can check out the video. It's probably like seven to eight minutes into the video. So 845 actually. 45. And so here I am like, oh, and I was like, thanks, man. Like, I was like, thanks. And I didn't know what to do, so I just kept drinking it. So he wasn't like a good friend where you decided to use this opportunity to rib him forever. You were like... Hey, we're acquaintances. I'll suck that down. It's just kind of make it. it happen. And I was—I mean, we we became we became good friends, but it was like, oh, well. So I'd feel bad because maybe they make coffee different in California. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, oh, and so I'm choking this down. I choked down the whole cup. And then I get up and I'm like, thanks for the coffee, man. I noticed he didn't have any. And uh, and then and then we get through the conversation, realize he'd never made coffee before. So the next day when I go to clean out the coffee pot and I, and I open it up, he had literally filled the grinds all the way up to the top of the coffee. So there were, I mean, when you say a bag of coffee will last a week, no, this lasted two cups because <laughs> it was literally the whole bag. So it was like, he just kept filling and I'm like, wow, he just filled that bad boy up and had never done it and didn't read the instructions. And I guess that's it. It's going, man, I think these are our instructions sometimes for us to look at at wisdom and let this be our filter. You know, we just talked about it in one of our live, our live streams of just saying that, um, I believe it's in, uh, Proverbs four verse seven, the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom, right? So God's commanding us to get wisdom. Just get it like pursue it. So let me ask you this question before we start. What do you think wisdom is? Um, well, when, when, when you look at the definition, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's the it's 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 basically using knowledge properly like using knowledge properly so so we would learn something and then we would take apply it against the truth the the truth of the scriptures and we would just just apply it through there so we would just say you know what we're just going to we're just going to take take this this knowledge that i learned and apply it appropriately to my wife to my spouse to my current situation to the guy who cuts me off that right. would be wisdom um in a culture that has information overload, I mean, we have information pushed to us. We have information at our fingertips. We have yeah. information everywhere. Um, it it uh, it is amazing how quickly, like, we don't need to teach our kids information like that. The old systems were set up to give kids information so that they would know how to interact and, and engage in this world. Now we have Google. We have Siri. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. a question. You you need information. You just watch the video. Jake didn't know that you shouldn't put gasoline on a <laughs> on a fire pit, you know. So what do we do? I talked about it. I showed him the videos, and I goes, "Oh, I get it." And I think what wisdom is, and what we're talking about is, in a culture that's saturated with information, no longer do they need information; they need wisdom—the ability to take that information and apply it to good. Yeah. And I think it's not just information, yeah. as in what you read or what you see; it's also life experiences. And I think sometimes as dads, we struggle with. Um, 
sharing our life experiences with our kids yeah because um we're embarrassed or we don't want to think we give them permission like it, i did it so he's going to think he can do it yeah and, and we forget that um well, what's the saying a fool doesn't learn from his mistake right a smart person learns from their mistake. A wise person learns from others' mistakes. Yes, yes. And I think that's so true. Yeah. And and, and, and yeah. that's why we're doing this. And that's why we have these goofy stories because we've made our boneheaded mistakes. And if there's anything that you yeah. guys can learn from these video or from these this podcast, um, and 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 not do the mistakes we've made would be huge. Like that'd yeah. be the biggest blessing. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's us going, man. We. We've made mistakes. We know others have. And I mean, I've learned from others' mistakes as well who have spoken into my life to go, hey, let's do this. But we're also finding there's a lot of guys who don't have anybody, who don't have anybody to connect with. And that's part of why we want to do this, too, to walk with you and know, hey, you know, you got two other guys who are journeying through the book of Proverbs this month and talking about it and sharing their stories of wisdom as well. So if you haven't picked up on it yet or if you missed a podcast or you're new to what we're doing uh, this month, it's September, but it doesn't matter the month because um, this applies throughout our lives um we're doing what we're calling the proverbs challenge and the proverbs challenge is basically the idea that solomon who when god came to him and said solomon i'll give you whatever you want i'll give you whatever you want solomon goes i want wisdom and so god goes fine you'll be you'll have wisdom and so he writes this book that kind of is this this conversation this story this um words of wisdom proverbs to his sons yeah. And um, and it's been passed down from generations because there's a lot of good stuff in there. So basically what we said is there's 31 Proverbs. Every month either has 30 or 31 days, except for that weird month, February. That's and my so, favorite month, though, because that's when I was born. It was in February. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's where you got your red hair from. Because in February? Yeah. Because it's like, isn't that the color red in February? And, and isn't I think it's amethyst. Amethyst. The, <clears throat> so I guess it is. So maybe I should start calling you, instead of a ginger, call you, ah, Mr. Amethyst. I'm going to go with ginger. <laughs> I like that one better anyways. That one works. So anyways, um, oh, what were we talking about? No, so... <laughs> so so 31 days. So whatever day of the month it is, like if it's the fifth, today is the fifth that we're recording, um, you would read the fifth Proverbs. Yes. And and again, I would encourage you, if you need to listen to it on the ride into work, that's fine. Or if you need to listen to it on the ride home or just whatever, that's good. But if you can, get your Bible, open it up, because you will underline things. And if you do this three yeah, or four yeah, months yeah. in a row, you're starting to underline more and more things. And that's where the heavenly father starts to press this stuff into us. Yeah. You know, and what I found so intriguing is the first four or five chapters of Proverbs. You know what it deals with? What? It deals with wisdom, obviously. Yep. Yep. And the idea of like, if you want wisdom, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. You got to take the initiative. Which is almost an, which is almost an acknowledgement from the Holy Spirit and from God saying, wisdom doesn't come natural to us. Yeah. We are by nature sinful and unclean. We are by nature selfish selfish people and wisdom is selfless you know and and so he's like you got to pursue this because this is not going to come natural to you this is this is not something that you're just wired for you're wired for foolishness for idiocy for signs that say hey in two steps the moving sidewalk is about to end exactly you know yes so which um, we need a sign for now (laughs) right that's where we're at in our world we need someone to acknowledge that the sidewalk is ending. Right. Or, or my favorite is when they have the two feet together and they have the two feet on the other side going like walk, like, like it's simple driving, like <laughs> slow cars to the right, you know, just 
put your feet on that, and then just oh. the other ones can walk by. Yeah, but let's be honest. If you're on an interstate, you know no one knows that rule. Oh, absolutely not. You know, no, the left lane is for what? Passing. And and you get some God Or bless Sunday them. driving. Right. And they just, they're going the speed limit, and no one's going the speed limit. Everyone's five to ten over, and they're Sinners. in the left lane just going, I know, man. <laughs> they have put a stumbling block Them, before not, me. Not me. <laughs> no, never me. Never me. So, anyways, it's about wisdom and the idea of getting wisdom. And the second thing that it's about is wi- women. And like, like yes. just and again, he's writing to his sons, but this applies to both men and women. And so, so it, it was a very male-dominated culture that this was written into. So he he wrote to that culture. But let's not miss the fact, the reality that this is for men and women. And basically, what he's saying is, hey, there's a good, there's a better way. And if you are continually giving your heart to the opposite gender over and over and over again, it can create and does create havoc. Yeah. You know? And so just be weary of who you give your heart to and realize it is, you know, that's why he says in this one, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And if you're continually giving your heart to the opposite gender, not caring or understanding what you're actually doing it will destroy you and wreck you in the long run. Yeah, yeah. You know, because even thinking about this as I was reading through Proverbs, jumping back to, to chapter two, uh, I was thinking about the health journey that I always seem to start and finish. <laughs> Starts about, you know. 8 a.m. and finishes by noon, lunch. <laughs> exactly. When you get the chips and queso rolling in, exactly. you're like, well, I'll just have one chip and queso. I'll just wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll it turns just, to, I'll just do a bowl of queso. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to start in January. I'm going to end in March. I'm going to restart before the summer. I'm going to end, you know, November again because, <laughs> I mean, Christmas cookies are part. And then I'll start again in January. But I'm going, I look at this and I see that uh, in, ver- in chapter two, verse Verse three, it says, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of God and find the knowledge of God. And I was thinking like action has to come on my end. Just like if I complain about being overweight my whole life and I don't do anything, it's my fault. Right. If I complain about my situation and never do anything. So what he's saying is it takes us to be proactive to go, I'm going to search this out. It's not like God's just going to lay it in your lap and go, okay, here's wisdom. Wisdom has to be dug and pursued and sought after. And even in there, he talks about the fact that, man, as we pursue after it, like we're, like we're pursuing after a woman. He's like, I know you guys are simple-minded, so pursue after it like you're pursuing after a woman. And it will, it will benefit you. Right, right. And, and I look in the scripture, I see that, you know, I've been, I was taking the word will every time and I was underlining it. And those are promises. There's not a maybe in there. There's not a might. There's a you will. You will. And so I was kind of underlining all those. And that's kind of been my journey this, this last time is going, every time I see the word will, I'm going to say this is a oh, promise yeah. if I step up to pursue wisdom. Right, right. And I think the whole pursuit of wisdom, again, is not, doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen in a, uh, uh, you know, just like you read a book and you're like, oh, I'm getting wisdom. Wisdom happens over conversations. I mean, really, honestly, wisdom happens, and that's what our culture is missing almost more than anything right now, is the opportunity to have conversations. We know the talking points, and we can post the talking points, and we can yell at people from a distance the talking points. Wisdom begs us to go into conversations and ask questions. Yeah. To try and gain understanding, realizing you and I both have blind spots in our lives. You and I both come from our unique situations and our unique kind of backgrounds. And so my job is not talk a talking point. My job is to sit down and listen and try to understand and ask questions. 
And that's what I think when we're talking about pressing wisdom into our kids, that's the thing we're trying to do too, is in create an environment where we are having ongoing conversation with our kids about decisions that are made, decisions that have been made, decisions that might be made, and, and bring more information into that yeah. so that they can have what they need to make the decision. And, and, and they're going to make boneheads because, again, sometimes wisdom comes through experience. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we need to let our kids fail. Yeah. You know, and, and we have a culture, again, that loves to rescue and loves to protect. You know, we've heard of helicopter parents. Did you see the latest one? It's now lawnmower parents or snowplow parents. No, I've never seen that one. Snow, snowplow parents are the ones that go before their kids and get everything out of the way. And oh, make wow. it really easy for them instead of learning how to walk uphill both ways in, in the wintertime to go to school in snow, like my parents did. Back in my day. Right. And so I think, you know, again, to give them at the right age, and I think it's younger than what we want, but to give them the responsibility of making a decision, even if we know there may be hurt at the end of that, and realize that sometimes wisdom only comes through those experiences. We can speak into it. We don't want to ever say, see, I told you so. But to have that moment where we're like, man, I don't think this is going to end right. Well, you know, it, you think about pain, um, and you think about how, how amazing pain is such a teacher. You know, I remember we were talking a while ago that I, you know, I had to, I had this soldering iron when I was a kid and my father was like, don't touch the soldering iron. And then I wrapped my hand around it. Oh, that's a smart move. I only had to do it once. <laughs> It's amazing how pain can be a teacher, but so many times we, we want to we want to block all pain from our kids. Yeah, we want to just say no, 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 no. Time out. I'm going to make sure Johnny's safe. You know, and we just pray for a hedge of protection. <laughs> and and I'm being a jerk right now, but but it's this idea of we just want them to be safe, and that is nowhere. No. In the scriptures when it comes to now we're supposed to protect our kids. We're not talking about hey, there's a cliff, walk off. We're talking about how do you handle. Um, being rejected by friends. How do you handle um, and well, you know, and the tension, hard and not just teachers? Being, right, and not just being rejected by friends, but the tension of willing or, or wanting to compromise so that you would have friends. Like, is it better to be alone than have bad friends? Yeah. Or, or how do you, you know, do you compromise to have a friend even though that friend is really toxic for you? Yeah. You know, those are the wisdom conversations that we need. It's funny, you talked about the iron. Um, Friend of mine, one of my very first youth counselors when I was back in Austin, um, or excuse me, Houston. He fantastic. I love this guy. And uh, they were ironing their shirts, getting ready for church. And uh, his wife had just turned on the iron, and he was being goofy as husbands are, you know, trying to make her laugh. And she goes, "Sorry, sweetheart, it's it's hot." And he literally had turned it on like 30 seconds ago. And he goes, there's no way it's hot at this point. So he takes the iron and he puts it on his bare chest thinking oh. it's not going to be hot. <gasps> he came into church on Sunday just walking in pain. And I was like, what's wrong? And he unbuttoned his shirt and you could see the perfect outline with the little dimples where the steam comes out of this iron. And I'm like, wisdom would have been, <laughs> my wife probably knows more about this than I do. I should listen to her. That's funny. But again... Sometimes we need to learn through our own experiences. Well, that's it. And I think taking these experiences. So, so the challenge I think that I keep coming to is, is us taking the initiative to step up. If we want our kids to have wisdom, we need ourselves to have wisdom, mm -hmm. to have that, have that. And, you know, I'm looking through this, even reading through of our, you know, chapter three. And, uh, and it talks about trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. When I was in Bible college, 
that was everybody's verse. And my life verse, because for some reason you have to have a life verse. Of course so. Instead of having the Bible. My life verse is he wept. He wept. <laughs> Why? Because I can remember it. <laughs> because I can remember it. And let's be honest, there's a lot of things in my life that I know he's going, Travis, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I, you're I, an idiot. I just cry over your life. What but, are you doing? But I love this. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and him, he will make your path straight. So even looking through this, I'm going to go through some, some of the wills as I pursue wisdom. You know, uh, verse nine, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce, and then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats be bursting with wine. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is not a name and claim. And I'm not sitting there going, if you give, you're going to give all this back. No, no, no. I'm talking about the idea that as you give from a heart of going, God, you have given me all this. Right. And being thankful, you're going to realize how big of a blessed, of a blessed life you have. Right. Now he may give you more. Because I do believe that as, as, as he can trust us, again, it's the talents. It's the talents and the three guys who had the talents and said, man, I, and I trusted you and I invested and I came back with double. And I trusted you and I invested. I came back with tenfold. And the one guy who didn't said, well, I buried in the ground because I didn't trust you. And I, and I do believe that as we trust God and go, God, I'm going to trust you with all of this. You're going to see the increase of what you have right. in your life. So I think that's the will and the promise of that one. Well, and I think, again, going back to wisdom, seeing something like that, you can quickly jump to, um, well, if I, if I do something, something behaviorally, then God will somehow love me more and give me more. Yes. And I think if you press the questions Scary. into it, why? Why does a posture of generosity, because that's what he's talking about there. Yeah. Be generous. Yeah. Like, don't yes. be generous with the leftovers. Everyone's generous with the leftovers. You be someone who's generous with the first fruits, with the first of the harvest. You be generous with that yeah, and see what happens. And you, you ask the question, well, why? Well, what does generosity do? It breeds generosity in others. Yeah. If you're generous with towards someone else, it generally will lead, unless they're a mooch, well, and let's be honest, if, if you have a mooch in your life, just get rid of them. Yeah, cut like, the mooch. Yeah, just cut the mooch. Maybe we should have t-shirts next year. Cut no legacy. Mooch. Cut the mooch. Cut the mooch. <laughs> um, but, but it, and so again, when we read these, we want to bring it a, a, a question, a, an inquisitive heart to them, a questioning heart. Why, God? Why will my barns be full if I have a life of generosity? And yeah. I think it's because you will be surrounded by people of generosity. And it may not be your barn that's full, but if you find yourself in a time of need and you've lived generous when you could, guess what happens? People will become generous back towards you. It's yeah. just how I've wired people to be who are in the spirit of God. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because right after he talks about the wealth thing, he says, don't do not despise the Lord's discipline or be wary of his reproof for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father and the son whom he delights. And we try to, again, we talked about even with our kids and ourselves, you know, the, the whole snowplow thing is perfect. We try to stop sometimes the Lord's discipline in our kids' lives. Right. You know, um, you know, it, it's sometimes funny, even as simple as homework sometimes that I want to just go, just give me the paper and I can fill it out for you because <laughs> who needs seven hours of homework at night? Right. I mean, you know, but I, I'm It's going, a science fair project. Exactly. I hate the science fair Every project. Every weekend is what it feels like. Every weekend there's another huge project and like, and so I'm going, but if, if we don't allow some discipline on our on our lives we're gonna we're gonna raise kids who are gonna go well this has always been easy for me right and and, and the heart i don't think is we want to make it so they're lazy we want to protect them but sometimes that protection actually stops them from god doing something great right. in their life so so a really practical example um 
my kids take their lunch. We don't buy the lunches because we're cheap. And um, and so my kids take their lunch, and every yeah. once in a while they forget their lunch, and they know every semester they get one get out of jail free card, right? One. The second time they call me or contact me and tell me that they forgot their lunch, I have the very bad hard news to sit down and say, "Looks like you're going to have to learn how to negotiate this lunch time because I am not bringing it up to you. This yeah. is your lunch. You packed it. You need to know that." Now, is it hard when your third grader calls you and says, "I need my lunch," and you're like? Dude, I gave you your, like last week I brought you your lunch. I'm not going to bring it to you this week. I can't bring it to you this week. It, he doesn't lose his lunch. He doesn't forget his lunch after that. It was a little bit of suffering, a life experience that brought forth a changed behavior that will produce hopefully wisdom for him uh, on that process. And so, you know, when I asked him, I was like, what what did you eat? He goes, oh, I ate half of this guy's sandwich and I ate some of this (laughs) and ate some of that. And I learned, I learned I really like this, whatever. And I'm like, great. Good, you learned something. Right, right. So now you owe some people some food tomorrow, don't you? Yes, yes, and, I do. And you were probably going to call CPS on you because they missed <laughs> six hours of food. Right, right. How dare you? Right. I'm actually on speed dial for CPS. Exactly. Let's, let's not That's get ourselves. What Did you hear about that crazy story? No. It was about two weeks ago, and a, a, a woman let her nine year old daughter walk the dog around the block. Nine year old daughter walked the dog around the block. A neighbor saw that called child protective services because they thought there was neglect involved what exactly exactly are you kidding me because we're terrified of letting our kids be in um uncontrolled supervised situations like i tell my boys all the time i was like get out of the house go down to the creek play scrape your knees do something and they're just like uh i'd just rather play fortnite Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, you know, I, I, maybe this is a great, great place to wrap it up and talk about, man, as we, as we think about these promises in the scripture that we, we desire wisdom. And as we have this wisdom, we're trying to pass this on to our kids. Maybe it is this idea of examining my heart and going, am I a helicopter? Am I a, am I a snowplow? Am I stopping all this stuff from my kids? so that they can't experience the discipline of the Lord because we immediately think the discipline is just going to the shed and getting, getting beaten. And we're like, right. no, that discipline is actually refinement. So we become more like God. Right. And we may be the ones stopping our kids from becoming more like God by not letting them go through some hard times. And so and, challenging us this week. And I would rather my kids go through those hard times early when the consequences are less than protecting them from those hard consequences. And all of a sudden they're 25, 26 and they don't know how to manage money, so they get two credit cards and rack up ten, fifteen thousand dollars in debt, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, "I don't have the money to pay for that." Well, that's something I should have taught you as a parent back when you were tw- ten, eleven, and twelve how to manage money. When you were a superhero to them, right. when you had that three thousand hours of investment wholeheartedly in front of them, that they could go, "I'm listening. I'm listening, Dad. We can invest." I know. I know. Some of us have these hard kids that we need to just keep. When I say hard, I, I don't mean we just we need to beat them. That's not what I'm talking about. No. I'm saying like we have hard kids who just don't seem to listen. But if we invest now, Scripture's clear to tell us that we're trying to shoot the arrow as best as possible. But if we don't try to aim that arrow as best with our wisdom and sh- and shoot that arrow correctly, when they're 25, we can't. Right. It's too late. Right. And I think the final word of encouragement is this: You're not doing this alone. If there's one thing that above and beyond anything else that the Book of Wisdom Proverbs tells us is this. Get to the feet of the Heavenly Father. Get to the feet of the Heavenly Father because the Heavenly Father is the only one that can truly teach 
and bring wisdom into the heart of a person. If we as dads are doing that ourselves, if we can get our kids to the feet of the Heavenly Father, they also will be poured into by the Father that wisdom from above. We are just simply a tool in his hand to bring about something that he's already doing and passionately pursuing in their hearts. So again, I'll I'll read it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Love it. Take care, you guys. God bless. We'll see you, or we'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.